A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Fence and dummy half. It's with the halfback, William. Williams goes himself, comes out the other side, gets it to Croker, bounces away from a would-be from De Goyf, puts a kick out wide, looking for Shander Earl, and Earl is in again. Oh, stop it, it's starting to hurt. Rugby league. Rugby league. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Uh, another mad week of Supercoats it's just been. We've seen blokes drop like absolute flies from Angus Crichton to Jason Tamalolo, Reid Marnie, uh, Maddie Lodge. The damage just gets worse and worse. We've chat- spoken about it all year, how bad these last few weeks we're going to get, uh, and it's not failing to deliver at the moment. Uh, with us today to talk about and assess all the damage and look at next week's Supercoach teams is 2019 NRL Supercoach team in Desi Creek. Desi, how are you, mate? Yeah, Timmy, I'm I'm plugging along just outside the top thousand. It just it feels like I've been there the entire season, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I scored an average eleven seventy points, I think, this week, which saw me slide down about two hundred spots to fourteen hundredth. Um, yeah, I had some pretty abysmal scores from Connor Watson, uh, Harawira Naira, Tamalolo, Tupanua, absolute rubbish, Nofaluma, terrible. Just so many like sub forty scores, um, but yeah, I, I had a few good performers with Joey Manu and a captain Tedesco, which is okay. Um, he he cracked out ninety odd and only had one try assist, I think. So he, he looks back to his best, Teddy. Um, and yeah, it, I think they were down seven one at halftime in the penalty count. The Roosters in that game, so for Teddy to do that, I mean, it, it just shows you he's back to his best, but. Yeah, uh, I've got a, a few tricks up my sleeve heading into those head-to-head finals, so hoping to scrape back into that top 1,000, uh, which I think would be a good effort considering some of the poor decisions I've made this, this season so far. Yeah, good stuff, mate. I've been mean, sitting around 1,400. Pretty good spot to be at the moment. Uh, you know, if you can get a, a 17 on the park this week, you're probably set for pretty decent jumps as well because it's looking bloody tough. Uh, next guest on the show is a bloke who pretty surprised that he came on uh, after gave me a little bit of supercoach advice during the week to bring in Angus Crichton into his team. Uh, Crichton would go on to score a solid 80 points and get suspended for three weeks. The bloke that he wanted to get in but didn't against my advice was Luciano Leilua, who turned up and has a dream run home. Uh, it is our stat man, Adam Derusi. Ads, how are you, mate? I'm well, mate. I um, appreciate you raising that, so I don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just spewing with that uh, Angus Crichton, but what can you do? Eh? That's, that's, that's this this season of Supercoach. I was I was very similar to Desi. I had I had um, I'm just behind you, blokes in the rankings, like a couple of hundred rating points. But then um, I had pretty much half of that junk that Desi had. Matt Burton saved me a bit. He both as a Supercoach player and as a Bulldogs fan, I've got nothing with the Bulldogs. But Matt Burton was great to watch. So thank God for. Um, Matt Burton coming to the dog next year. Yeah, nice, mate. We are, we're all within, yeah, about four or 500 places of each other, us three. So pretty exciting run home. Uh, Adam, how, how are your numbers looking this week, mate? As I said, there'll be plenty. Um, we're going to get to this a little bit later um, in your stat analysis, but uh, how many numbers are you looking at for the moment? I've got 19. Um, I've kind of I've picked up the unexpected Ryan James playing, which I, I yeah. just don't know that I've wanted him to play uh, because – I'd almost rather have 17 solid players and be able to loop, but I've I've got 19, but I'm not thrilled with a few of them at all. Like I've got Talakai, I've got Nofaluma. Nofaluma's probably okay, but Nicka Hines, which is a worry. Corey Harawira Naira is a worry. I don't can't rely on Connor Watson, but um, but at least I've got I've got a full 17 with a couple of options there at least, mm. and a couple of trades left. So yeah. I'm okay compared to some teams. Nice mate. Uh, and Desi, how are your numbers looking? 
Yeah, I'm the exact same. I've got a pretty solid 17, uh, if you include Nico Hines in that and Nofaluma. But, um, yeah, I've got a CHN on the bench, which, I mean, against Melbourne, off the bench, you're probably not going to play him. But, yeah, I uh, just, yeah. I've I've got a seventeen. Put it that way. <laughs> to start, mate, I said better than a yeah. lot this week. Yeah. Um, the Kuma Stallions twelve hundred and forty-five points last round. A slight jump up into nine hundred and forty-second overall. So sitting okay. Uh, a bit like Ads. It was a it was a decent week going into Sunday. I thought it was going to be a lot better. Ended up skippering Dave Fafita, who had about had a handful of runs and smoked blokes every time he did, but um, only managed up end up with eighty seven odd, which was about par for all the, the major captains this week. It was Matty Burton who saved my week, not saved my week, but uh, pro- probably put me a little bit above average uh, superstar performance from him. Uh, so not too too bad, and all right for numbers this week, but bloody hell, they're getting thinner and thinner by the day. Um, guys, subscription package for SC Playbook. We've dropped it down to 10 bucks for the head-to-head finals coming up. Four weeks to go of the season. Uh, so if you did need a little bit of a hand in your head-to-heads and, and trying to finish with a bang or you're up around the, the top 100 or 200 sort of ranked coaches looking to get number one spot, jump into that. You might just want to have a look at what we've got to offer uh, if you're keen on it next season. So 10 bucks, access to, access to extra articles, our sub-special question and answer potty and all that sort of stuff. So jump in if interested. Boys, let's jump straight into it. And with the key Supercoach team news for the week, uh, the big one is Angus Crichton gone, owned by something like, I think it was about 90% of the top 100 and top 1,000 ranked overall Supercoaches. Massive news and awkward being three weeks. Two weeks, you definitely hold. Uh, Season, you obviously definitely sell. Desi, he'll be back for the final game of the year against the Raiders. Uh, What are you doing with him? I don't have him, thankfully, but... If I did, I would I would probably be selling him if mm-hmm. I had the trades left. If I didn't have the trades left, only one trade left, I'd probably be holding. But yeah, yeah, I, I just think it's too much money in the bank. Uh, when you when you could go take a flyer on someone like Cam Murray, who's yeah. very much underowned. I think he's a massive trade in target for Crichton sellers. I was not aware of that, mate. You lucky bugger, Adam. What are you doing with Crichton? Mate, I've got no idea. Now that I've got it, I just have. I haven't really looked yet. If I'm honest, I've got two trades, so I, I could use them. But I just, I feel like if I trade him out this week, oh, look, I probably will. If I could swap him to Cam Murray, I would. But I think I'm going to be a bit short for cash. I haven't. I, Cam Murray's a bit more expensive, isn't he? I'll just look it up while we're He's talking. Six seventy. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to be. I'm going to be twenty k short of being able to bring him in. So, um, I'll have to have a good look at that one, but. Maybe I maybe I bring Luciano in and uh, have, a real, have a real crack at the pod that I, I was talking about in the first place. Oh, geez, tough one there. Um, yeah. yeah, Angus Crichton for me. Oh, when Tamalolo was playing before the news came through today that he was injured, I was pretty happy to hold him and just wait for him for the last round of the year. But uh, now I'm not sure. At this stage, I'll probably be holding on to Angus Crichton, but we'll wait and see. Uh, Desi, one that you do own is Matty Lodge, who's also an awkward amount of time out. Two weeks out, I assume with the trade left in your position, you'll have to be holding there, but frustrating. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got, um, yeah, uh, my, my front row is pretty strong. I've got IPAP there, Fanua Blake, and Takeaho, <laughs> who is obviously going to play bigger minutes now with Rui Hargraves out and um, and Crichton out. So Takeaho should shape up as a pretty good um, starting player this week for me. Mm, you so was, I'm totally... Yeah. You're saying, yeah. Desi, off air that you, you've copped a fair bit of injury drama. You might have a couple of NPRs in there, uh, but the the injuries have fallen in the right spots for you in terms of your depth that you do have. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, TKO. I could see him playing pretty big minutes for the Roosters uh, this week um, against the Broncos, albeit. But yeah, he, he should score pretty well towards the end of the season. I think Robbo's been saving him. He's He's probably been carrying a bit of an injury most of the season, but I think he's he looked pretty good last week. How about I've just a bit of live uh, live trading on air, not actually live trading, but um, after Adge brought up the Angus Crichton and Cam Murray, it's been a busy couple of days and, and assessing all this damage and numbers. I, I looked at Cam Murray, Angus Crichton to Cam Murray, and I thought, shit, I'm going to miss out by about $1,100. I can actually pull the trigger and do it with 8 k left in the bank. Uh, so that's a sign from the gods that Cam Murray needs to come into my team. So I might have just might have just sorted out my trade for the week, and that is exciting stuff because, geez, I want Cam Murray. 
Uh, adds Nico Hines, name to start again. Uh, he's only played about 45 minutes for the last two weeks. Uh, little Pappy off the bench again. Jerome Hughes, despite that lingering calf niggle, uh, he's been named to play again. What are you doing with these sort of guys? And I suppose Nico Hines is the big one. And, I mean, are you holding on to Nico Hines and uh, are you playing him this week in your 17? Well, he's in my 17. I'm seriously tempted to move him on as a POD just because, you know, he scored 41 and that was with setting up a try. He's not always going to do that. And I'm assuming he's going to get less and less minutes every week as they bring Pappenhausen mm. back. Like they're going to want to be starting Pappenhausen at the end of the year. So on one hand, it feels like a luxury, but it might just mean in my head-to-head finals and stuff like that, suddenly I, I, I want to be playing teams with Hines who haven't been able to trade him out. And at 700K, like I think I need to move now if I'm going to move him on to say someone like a Val Holmes that could go big with goal kicking. So I'm seriously tempted to move him on. Uh, what about what about uh Jerome Hughes getting rested and Nico Hines slotting into the halfback role? I I have a feeling that's like a big chance at happening this week. I can well, imagine. Chance, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I'm, I'm willing to run the risk of it on it. I mean, the other thing is there's so much to weigh out with Nico Hines because I think there's also a massive chance that Pappenhausen starts to come game day. He's got the two games under his belt. He's looked all right. He looked a lot more confident last week. Uh, you know, he's got those solid minutes under his belt now. Hines to the bench before game time. The good thing is the Raiders and the Storm play the first game of the week. So we'll know early on in the round what to do there. But uh, you're right, Ads, with Hines, it's, it's kind of now or never because for starters, there's every chance that someone like Munster... Um, you know, Jerome Hughes, these sort of guys get rested before the end of the year anyway, which would mean another 80-minute game or two for Nico Hines. But a break-even of 172, say he does play 40 minutes this week and gets his 40 points or whatever, you know, he's dropping that value massively. So it's pretty well – it's almost got to be this week, doesn't it? I think so. The only problem is my sides need so much corrective surgery. Like my other option is do I switch a gaffo to a ponger or something like that, where, again, I'm looking at Gutho thinking he suddenly looks like a liability for me at fullback with his draw and the way the Eels are playing. So <laughs> I wish I had five trades this this week, but uh, it's like we need a super trade week. But, yeah, Mate, I think it is this week or, or never. Tough one. Uh, Desi Bradman, best. He came back uh, two weeks ago, started like a house on fire, first came back from a while in injury with a ton. Got about 23 on the weekend, and then the news came out of the game on whatever night it was last week that he'd been taken to hospital for scans or something right on that shoulder. Um, through our knowledge, he's okay, and he came out of that all all right, got cleared, and he's been named this week. Yeah, really strange one, wasn't it? I I'd, I put out on Twitter that I thought Ponger and Best would uh, go bananas on the Broncos. I thought they'd both turn up, but it just wasn't to be, was it? Mm. Uh, he just he didn't see any ball, which was strange. He must have been just carrying an injury the entire game because I think he only had six or seven runs the entire game. And when you want Brabham best in your team, you want him to take 20 hit-ups and have tackle busts and line breaks and stuff. You want attacking starts. But, yeah, that injury concern is, is definitely concerning for owners. I, I'm glad I didn't bring him in, but I'd probably be holding him and starting him against the Sharks. Yeah, uh, anything. anyone who brought him in last week that had no trades left or little depth at centre wing, uh, I'd tell you it was a brave move because with the, the injuries that we know are happening and whatnot and Bradman Best injury history, uh, I hope it pays off for them, but it's got to be a worry for the rest of the season. One of the best base in cent, uh, for a centre wing in Supercoach, it's like mid to late 30s, phenomenal. Wasn't quite there last week, but should be able to bounce back, provided he's fit and healthy. Nathan Cleary being named on the extended bench for the Panthers once again. We'll get to him a little bit more later on. TPJ, also named on the extended bench, uh, missed out on last week making his Penrith debut due to some personal issues. Uh, got some tough things going on there for TPJ, so I hope all is well with him. Uh, may come in this weekend on game day. We'll have to wait and see there. Uh, Desi, another big one for you. Joey Manu, who was named at centre last week, come game day, got moved to the wing, which we've spoken about how vital that is to his super coach scoring. He's been named at centre again with Dale Copley on the wing, I suppose, firstly, do you see there being a game day change again? It seems unlikely because Tupanua moved to centre last week. Um, and, I mean, would you be buying him if he was at centre? Because I've got my reservations, but I know you're pretty keen on him no matter where he plays. Yeah, well, I really like Joe Manu. I, I think he's borderline a must-have 
uh, to the end of the season. This matchup against the Broncos is just like it would make you salivate. He roves around the field like a fullback, and that's just enormous when you're a center. He breaks the line every now and then, has the tackle bust, has the offload. He's, he's got good vision. That's that's what he has as a player. He sees things that a couple of other players don't see. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like him, even at center. Adam, what's your take on Joey Manu? Because we've spoken a bit about him in the, in the last few weeks, and he's based the last, I think, two weeks on the wing. I think it was 45 and 42 per game, which is just ridiculous. The Roosters have a nice run home, but historically he's never offered anything at center. Off average sort of mid-50s for the season, but that's with a couple of games at fullback thrown in where he absolutely tears up. Do you still think he's a buy if he stays at centre this week? No, I don't. I'm, I'm kind of looking at his stats, wondering what I'm missing because Des is so keen in him. But yeah. I can see his last four games have been good. But prior to that, he's just a he's just never been a, a super coach starter. I mean, like he's had one ton in the whole year. I think last year he had similar. But in saying that, I didn't think Alex Johnson was a buy either. So maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just off my game. But, mm. like, again, last year he averaged mid-50s with one ton. So I, I, I just think he's a mid-50s type player without a massive ceiling unless he's at fullback. But uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, I think if he moves back to the wing, huge at centre, at that big price that he is now, I, I think the ship sailed there. Uh, of that other man, still no Alex Johnston. Uh, all the word is that he'll be back next week for the Bunnies. He's running at 90%, so they're playing a little bit extra cautious with him, uh, as they should. No reason to rush him back into it, but big news for squads who have held on to AJ. Means Tane Mill starts at centre. Plenty still own Tane Mill. Uh, we touched on it earlier. Tamalolo gone. Another broken hand. Uh, we don't know how long that's going to be for. It might be the season. It might be one week. Uh, I think NRL Physio said, pending severity, two to three weeks max, which with only four weeks left in the season, concerning for obvious reasons. Uh, Desi, big news that Ruben Garrick out with a hamstring injury. How's that affect you, mate? Garrick's out? Yeah. Oh, no. Do you not know that? <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not know that. What have you been doing That's in a... isolation? How'd you miss that? <laughs> That's a big spanner in the works. <laughs> oh, no. All right, well, I'll have to be taking an AE this week, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you, mate, is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had me scrambling at the team list because I thought I didn't know he was out either. <laughs> I wanted it so bad to happen for not that there was any rumour that it was happening, but yeah, I just thought I'd have a go, yeah. <laughs> he got me there. Yeah, Jeez, I wish Ruben Garrick was out. That that'd make my life so much better. Um, He's been on an absolute tear. Oh, it's killed me. About I've been pretty happy with most of my trades this year. Round 17 or round 16 had the option to go early on Dane Gagai or go with Garrick. And I went with Gagai, who's been fine, but uh, that was a bit of a turning point. That has absolutely killed me. Uh, Adds Isaiah Papali'i named at prop this week. He's played only about uh, about 65 to 70 minutes the last couple of weeks. I'll check that. Do you see that impacting his role too much playing in the middle minutes-wise, output-wise? Look, I'm honest, I, I probably haven't watched enough apparel recently to really know, but I'd, it probably does, but it kind of doesn't really change anything, right? If you've got him, you've got to play him, and you're not yeah. going to trade him out. And I reckon just about every team has already got him, so it probably doesn't change a lot as to what you do with him. I don't think anyone's going to captain him either way. But, um, so I'm, I'm not wasting too much time thinking about him as he's just one of those guys that everyone's got and he just yeah, nukes yeah. out for everyone. Spot on, mate. Uh, CSC for Talakai named at centre this week. Still no Teague Wilton at the Sharks. Good news, which means Talakai will play 80 minutes again. He's been solid in base, playing 80 minutes in the back row the last few weeks. He's got over, for, I think, tries the last two weeks with a bunch of tackle bars, line break and all that that have been pulled back. Um, could have been really good scores. I own him and I'll be possibly playing him this week and I'll be pretty happy to play him, I think. A little bit more confident than, than Adam sounded before, but there's also the chance that he moves Back into the back row come game day. Uh, we'll wait and see that one. Jaden Braley named for the Knights at hooker. Big news for owners of him. Uh, and just the last one, not a massive impact, but Spencer Lenu is out of the Panther side. He's been injured. I'm not sure how bad it is, but uh, just one for good because he was an AE issue. Bad if you've got 17 players and you needed his 15 points. So uh, worth having a look at there. Anyway, fellas, let's jump into our first topic of the week. We have two this week, and it is Adam's stats. 
um, the last couple of weeks, Adam's been jumping into how impacted sides have been by all these injuries, how many players they've been able to field, and the numbers are astronomical, like how badly people have been hit by it. Um, Adam, what have you got for us this week, mate? Yeah, thanks, Tim. So I guess the thing to bear in mind this week is that teams must be running even lower on trades than they were in the last couple of weeks. So if you're short now, you probably you – know, some teams probably don't even have an option to plug the gap. So I've had a quick look and say the top 100 teams, five of the top 100 are going to be short pre-trades. Cool. And then there's another nine that have got exactly 17 players, which could include – some guys you just don't want to be playing, obviously. There'll you know, be some guys like that. Harry uh, would be one of them, you'd reckon. Yeah, exactly. Like yep. you, you, you might have him, but you, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be stunned, chuffed about it. So in the top ten thousand teams, that's thirteen percent of teams are going to be short um, pre-trades. So on, on average, it's about six and a half players that teams are short. So there's not a lot of not a lot of market. Most teams are going to be sailing pretty close to the wind. So there's there's hardly any teams that have got like less than five players out. So you you really are getting pretty thin for, for teams now. And if you had another week like we did last week with you know, Angus Crichton and Reed Mahoney and that sort of stuff going down, then teams are going to be left with like really just having seventeen is going to be a big differentiator. And I suppose so, yeah, I suppose yeah. mate, the other big thing there is all these people that are short a number this week. It's it's going to force them to use their last trade or two trades if they have any left. So it's just going to be be massive, isn't it? That's right. Because it sounds like oh, there's less players out than last week, but that's only just because of average. That's because someone like everyone two weeks ago had Brian to O, and they've all had to sell him. So they've just burned a trade on something which is just probably downgrading your team. But and so same with Angus Crichton this week. I mean, he's owned by. What nearly nearly ninety percent of teams or something like that. So there's oh. there's some big names out that really going to um, hurt a lot of teams. And obviously Crichton's the the big one. But Reed Marnie's going to hurt a lot of teams at full at, at Hooker. Um, and then you get even just the Matt Lodges of the world that might only be and, and Tal Malala, they might only be owned by ten percent of teams. But they add up, and so some poor teams might have you know, three of those guys. That suddenly last week they had. 18 players now they've got 15 some of those teams are near the lead as well so there's some oh. there's some teams near the lead that are actually going to be very very short on numbers yeah we've been saying it for a while now but this last month the shake up to the top 1000 i mean in every position no matter where you are ranked uh, it's going to be absolutely huge i think and it, it's probably only going to get worse you think as as players start to get rested which i think between the bunnies the panthers and the rabbitos it's nearly bound to happen particularly the storms the big watch for me uh, mate, any ownership um, percentages you want to go into, or we'll have to wait for the article this week. Uh, I have done it. I didn't. I wasn't focusing on that so much. I think the big change was at full fullbacks. Pong is now like the second most popular fullback uh, for the top one hundred. So a lot of teams brought in Ponga, which made sense. He was pretty cheap and had a pretty juicy draw. Joey Manu's popular. Um, David Nofalum is now like the third most popular centre who's actually playing at the moment. So yeah. that's that's surprising, yeah, because you've got Garrick and Hines and then it's Nofaluma and Daniel Tupo and Jesse Ramian. So it just shows how thin suddenly centre centre looks compared to what it what it did look. Uh, Adam Dewey is now owned by 65% of the top 100. So mm. everyone's, you know, that trains as a PAD is long gone. Uh, what else is there? They're probably yeah, the key ones. Yeah, that's what about captain's one. percentages? Captain percentages. This is a live look because I didn't look at it. Last week, well, who do you think the most popular captain was in the top 100? Got to be Tommy Turbo, right? No, it was Adam Dewey. Yeah, Adam, Adam Dewey. 47 of the top 100, Captain Dewey. Only 17 Captain Turbo. Jesus. Well, we. Yeah, so what, what I, about I mean, that's the team coming third, Captain Toby Sexton. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. What the hell? That's what outrageous. Guy, oh. That guy's a real wild card. Like, I, I wouldn't want him chasing me because there's no way he can predict what he's nah. going to do, but um, assuming it's a guy. But the, uh, yeah, last week there was just so much variation of captain. It was it was crazy. The, fun, the only funny thing is the scores ended up not that different. Like, between <laughs> Dewey, Turbo, Cody, and Fafita, they kind of all scored similar enough that it wasn't like a big week to, to make a move as it turned out. But, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Uh, we'll jump into the hot topics of the week, and that starts with captains as well. I want to get your thoughts because Turbo is going to be the popular option again this week. I I suspect, you know, what, 80 to 90% of serious super coaches will probably throw the C on him against the Eels. 
But look, I know the Eels aren't throwing up much, but we know they're capable of a lot better. Uh, Manly a few out this week. I know Taniela Paseca is out there. Uh, I believe Toa Sipley's out as well. So losing a bit of their grunt uh, off the bench there up in the, the pack. Um, if the Eels do get up for it and can contain Tommy Turbo to 80 to 100, big if, it does give the opportunity for an antipod skipper and there's some great matchups to target. I'll start with you, Desi. Are you just throwing it on Tommy or, or are you looking elsewhere? So, like, I did think about Teddy against the Broncos for quite a bit because he did score 90 last week with just that one try assist, which means it's he's getting close to the Teddy of old. I think he had 15 tackle busts, a couple of offloads. When he's like Iron Man like that, when he's just busting out of tackles, you know it's you know it's on. He's trying to do everything. But, um, yeah, then, then you've got Cody against the Titans, but the Titans looked okay. I, I think they might put up a bit of a fight against the South. Um, and then you just come down to Tommy again. He scored 87 against Melbourne with relative ease, like without a try, just a couple of tries, running him into Garrick. I just don't see how he doesn't do that again against Parramatta. Like it's a straight C on Tommy for me. Mm, because I feel like if, if you're head-to-head focused, which many people will be this week, most of us will be because uh, first week of head-to-head finals, of course, Tommy and your team's looking good. You just go, Tommy. It's just the safe risk mitigation um, play. You know, if you're top ranked in Supercoach and you're a chance, uh, again, probably risk mitigation this far out. But again, if you're chasing points, huge opportunity to go elsewhere to Tommy Turbo. You know, if you're ranked, you know, I think the leader in Supercoach, Timmy's um, out well ahead pretty well. Huge opportunities here. What are you thinking, Adam? Well, I'm thinking similar to Des, actually. Like, you can keep looking at other options, but to- Tommy is the obvious one to me. So I'll probably stick with him just because, I don't know, I'm an actuary and Tommy's <laughs> <laughs> just the highest by mile. And the numbers. He's just, just a standout. He's just a standout <laughs> captain. Everything, everyone else is a risk. Yeah. But if you, were, if you were behind in the head-to-head, there are other options to chase. Like you say, like even like Adam Dewey, if you had him – for West against the Cowboys, an option. Cody's an option. Yeah, you mentioned Teddy. He's a real option. I don't think Nico Hines is, obviously, now that he's not playing 80. So there are – and even Ponga against Newcastle. Like, if you were behind and you needed to sw- switch um, before that Manly game, you could if you had him. So I think there are plenty of good options, but I'll be I'll be sticking to Tommy. Mm. I'm seriously tempted to antipod against Turbo. I'm sort of sitting, I'm sitting in 900th at the moment where I'm still hopeful I can make a charge uh, sort of with my depth and cut the trade in hand up towards sort of the top, you know, maybe two or 300 realistically. I'm not going to win it, so but I'm not going to fall too far behind. So it's kind of like, a, you know, stuff it. I'm going elsewhere. Everyone else is going, Tommy, let's have a bit of fun. If he can get uh, reduced to 80 to 90, I think Teddy might have a monster score in him. I think Cody against the, the Titans, you brought it up, Desi, the Titans are awesome in attack, but they still can't defend and they don't worry me at all. So I think with the near full-strength bunnies, they can put a score on there. Um, bit to weigh up, but I was really keen on Teddy and I was going to lock it in, but then Crichton gone now. Um, Jarabaria Hargreaves has gone as well. So they lose, they've lost a fair bit of muscle up front. Uh, and I know it was because Victor Radley got sin-binned about eight times in one game, but the Broncos did somehow knock the Roosters off last time around. So there's that to contend with as well. Uh, but anyway, hey, Tim, yeah. you know, um, you know what Tommy got against Manly against Para last time, one hundred and fifty, wasn't it? Yeah, one hundred and fifty nine. Yeah, and that was Reed, that was with Reid Marnie, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think you should anti pot him so I can I can catch you. <laughs> you and Desi aren't catching me. You're dreaming. I'm catching the spy as well while we're at it. <laughs> um, boys, how important is Harry Grant to own Desi? Because in my opinion, if you've got any more than one trade, I would just be finding a way to get him in. Um, is he that important or not so much? Um, not so much right now because he's only on 55 to 60 minutes. But if he starts, he's probably a must-have. If he's on 80 minutes, Harry Grant's an 85 to 110 sort of player. Um, but yeah, at the moment, he's... Getting a try assist and scoring sixty, it's not. Hook is just that the, the position this season that really hasn't had a huge impact on overall rank. I, I wouldn't say. I think more the halves have been the major, the major uh, ranking differentiator, and the fullbacks and backs. Whereas the uh, the hookers and the front rowers haven't really had that much of an impact, and I don't think Harry's 
no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use my last trade on him, mm. to be honest. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Uh, boys, Corey Howard and Naira. You mentioned it earlier. Like, uh, what a tough one to stomach for owners because he's gone from being one of the best options you can get in the back row with a monster, no, not a monster ceiling, a pretty decent ceiling on him, to now playing. I think he played twenty five minutes or something off the bench on the weekend. Um, I mean, he's unplayable this week. Firstly, off the bench. Secondly, he's coming on against Melbourne, so he could get about fifteen points. What do you do on the? Let's say you've got anywhere between one and three trades uh, left to go. What do you do with Harawira Naira? Um, I think you boys both still have him. You mentioned earlier, uh, Adam. What are you doing? You do you just hold on to him and hope that he gets back in that starting team back in the year, or do you sell him now while there's still a bit of value there? Yeah, well, that's the sixty-four dollar question. I, I'm I'm tossing up getting rid of him because he's not. There's only four weeks left. He's not playing this. Like, there's no way I'm playing him against Melbourne off the bench. Then they play Manly. Um, so unless you, as a Raiders fan, are telling me he's going to come back in the starting side, I, I could turn him into Harry Grant. So when I think of it that way, I, I like Harry Grant a lot more than Corey, even though I would love Harry Grant to be starting, as Desi said. But mm. So I'm tossing up between do I keep Crichton there for round 25 and get rid of Corey or do I get rid of Crichton because Corey might, might be back in the starting side next week? I'm I'm tempted to keep Crichton and Jeez. get rid of Corey. It's a tough one, and it's the same argument with Hines. Like, do you sit there and hope he plays eighty next week or the week after? I mean, it's, it's all a guessing game, really. Um, what are you doing with CHN Desi? Uh, I'm going to hold. I actually think he's like a slight chance at coming into that starting lineup uh, last minute. Um, but yeah, as I said, I've got Lolo to contend with as well. And I can just do the Lolo to Murray trade as my last trade. Mm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much settled on that right now. I could do CHN to Murray or Lolo to Murray. So I may as well just keep CHN and hope that he starts. Yeah. Uh, Adam, Victor Radley, fourth most traded in player, which surprised me. It's obviously, there'd be a lot of people moving on Reed Marnie to do that. Um, really good again last week, scoring well, Radley, but made it, it surprised me a fair bit. Yeah, it surprises me. I mean, I can only assume they needed the cash for some reason and maybe couldn't afford um, Harry Grant. But, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I look, he's, I love him as a player. I just never really thought of him as a super coach player. So I, I feel like maybe people are going off the last week or last three weeks. He's had yeah, a couple of good scores, but I, I wouldn't be bringing him in. And, I mean, it's something we'll get to a little bit later, but and I'll talk about it more in depth, but... Radley's a guy who I don't have any carryover points he's got at the judiciary, but we know he's missed weeks already this year. We know how aggressive his style is. He's one slipped arm up high from being gone for another two or three weeks minimum, and then you short another player and you've burnt your final trade. I'm just like, there's got to be safer options out there than Victor Radley. He's 485k, so he's cheap, but it's not like he's dirt cheap and there aren't other options. So a bit of a questionable one for me. Desi, Nathan Cleary is the sixth most traded in player, which... I mean, obviously, all these will change now that teams are out and, and the week goes on, but it surprised me a little bit at over a million dollars. We're not, I mean, for starters, he's on the extended bench, but these people are obviously assuming he comes in and plays this week. Um, on on the proviso, let's say he does come in and start this week against the Dragons. Do you think it's a, an ultimate pod move? And yep, if you've got the money, do it, or would you be sitting there and waiting a week to see how he comes back? You'd sit and wait for sure. Um, he's been out quite a while. Uh, hazard a guess, I think Luai would get most of the ball, um, most of the kicking. Um, yeah, I, I, I just can't see why you'd go early. I mean, it is the Dragons, after all. He could come out and smash 150 on them. Um, I know a few of the top-ranked players would definitely have it on their radar to do. But, yeah, for the rest of us, probably not. <clears throat> Look, we yeah, had... the opposite. Look, if, if they play him... Then I think you've got to assume if they play him, he's 100%. Like, there's no way they're risking him against the Dragons. And so if they play him, I think he's an option. Now, I reckon most teams will struggle to get him in because he's so expensive and guys like Burton and Johnson and these sorts of guys have gone down in value so much that you need to have a lazy 550 grand lying around, which isn't easy. But if he's playing, I think he's he'd be an amazing POD to have. Mm, yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm with you, Desi. There's no – I couldn't go early on him and – you're right, Adam. He, if they play him, 
he'll be 100% fit and ready to go. But the only issue is, I mean, uh, NRL physio, the great man himself, was on the podcast two weeks ago talking about his comeback. And he said uh, the shoulder injury that he's got can go at any minute. So while they might have him back as good as they can get him, you know, pre-surgery or I'm not, not sure if he's getting off-season surgery or not, how it's working, but there's just that fear that could go at any minute. The other thing I would be wary of when you're paying that sort of price for a bloke uh, with a break-even of 200 also with an injury risk is does Nathan Cleary just come in and steer the ship, give early ball, not take the line on too much, kick and get them around the park? Um, I can't see him digging into the line too big early on, and I might be wrong. He could come out and put 200 on the Dragons. We know he's more than capable of it, but far out, I think I'd be waiting a week for sure. But, I mean, that's just me, and... It's one of the big decisions this year that may decide the overall title race because if someone does pull the trigger on him early and he scores 250 against the Dragons, it's an exciting watch, but uh, we'll wait and see. And the other thing is he's still on the extended bench, so he's not even playing necessarily this week. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just don't see why they'd risk him. It's it's the Dragons. They've got the Bunnies next week, right? So Yeah, I agree, you'd want him fresh. You'd want him fresh for the Bunnies. It's It, it would seem silly to play him. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Hey, Desi, you and Aitken, what a revelation. Moved to the back row two weeks ago, uh, and he's just been excellent there over at the Warriors. Um, sort of injuries at the club have forced the hand to put him back there. Two weeks ago, scored 128 with a pair of tries, 89 on the weekend against the Sharkies with a try. Based 58 last week, 44 this week. I know the spy um, is looking at burning one of his final few trades on you and Aitken. 480K, uh, mate, he looks the goods, doesn't he? He certainly does. I've owned Aitken in the past, actually, um, a couple of years. Uh, he does have exceptional base start. Um, takes a lot of runs, uh, can tackle bust, has a bit of an offload as well. But, yeah, and I think – who do the uh, the Warriors play? They, they play the Bulldogs and the Broncos the next two games. Mm, which it's is a good draw. Yeah, that, that is a good draw, followed by Canberra and the Titans. So yeah, if if anyone uh, wants to take a flyer on centre wing, I guess it's between him, Val Holmes, and pretty much no one else. Yeah, I mean, well, the, maybe yeah. Corey Thompson. <laughs> yeah, and the exciting thing is he he'll pick up this back row game here. He should be available as a dual uh, back row centre next season, which is very exciting. Not sure what his role will be going forward, but I mean, if he keeps punching out you know performances like this in the back row, um, it'd be pretty interesting to see where he ends up. One thing I will say, word of warning, if you're using a bit of a Badman best scenario I was talking about before, if you're using your final trade on you and Aitken um, and you don't have a lot of depth at center wing, or even if it is your final trade, just be very wary because, geez, the bloke can pick up an injury. So be cautious. But um, as far as the eye test goes, the man is looking good. Boys, let's jump into a few sit-v start options this week. I know we were just we just spoke about how depleted 17s are. But there are a few decisions people are going to have. Uh, Adam, uh, you, oh, neither of you were on last week, but I'll throw a few names at you and just say whether you'd sit them or start them, give reasoning, don't, whatever. Uh, the first yep. one is Sean Blorads, who's played 80 minutes the last two weeks, looking pretty good, basing well, no attacking stats. Uh, sit or start? Uh, well, I've never, I haven't paid any attention because I don't have him outside, but I'll, I'll say sit. Desi? You know what? I'll say start. Mm, I don't mind him either. I thought, mate. I thought it. I thought he looked pretty bloody close uh, a few times. They they had him over the try line. I think twice where he could have scored. He uh he's definitely got a tackle boss in him and an offload. So I'm with you. Um, 80, 80 minutes on an edge. I, I don't mind Bloor. Yeah, really good matchup again this week. So yeah, I don't mind Bloor as a player either. Uh, Desi, here's one for you. What are you doing with Jerome Lua? I, I suppose you'll have to play him, but. I think Lua, I think I saw in his last eight games, his top score is 44 points. Oh, tough one. Hey, you know what? I'm going to chuck the vice captain oh. on, on Lua <laughs> this week. I'm, I'm yeah. facing him. I've, I've got faith. I think it's time he uh, steps up and belts the belts the Dragons uh, down to the ground. The Dragons are absolutely hopeless. They drop the ball every second set, and I think the Panthers will punish them big time. Could so, see 50. So if Luai puts a, a masterful, masterclass performance in, you know, shades of eyes picked in origin, do you reckon you're going to loop his 55 points? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 155. <laughs> uh, Adam, if you were a team that had two or three players on the bench and you had an option, would you sit or start Luai? I would start him this week. Yeah, so would the I. Dragons, against the Dragons, I'd start. The I, Dragons I think, are hopeless. Like, yes, the attacking potential, I would, I would start him. 
yeah, no, I, I would, I wouldn't even think about it either. Despite the poor scores, uh, and he has dropped massively, but you'd have to play him. Desi, Jason Saab, we know how hit or miss he is. Uh, sit or start this week. Ooh, tough one, tough one. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say start, start, because he's, uh, he's against Sivo, who likes to rush out of the the defensive line a bit, which means Tommy. Will uh he'll he'll rush up on Tommy and Tommy will be able to just feed Saab over for a double is my uh, understanding of it. I think yeah. Saab's good for seventy eighty. Nice mate. Uh, Ads, what would you do with Jason Saab? Oh mate, I'd be spewing if I had him. Like I, the averages, <laughs> if you take out his top three scores, which I know is unfair because he's you know he gets those good scores, but if you take him out, he averages thirty. Oh. So um. Geez, you'd, you'd need to get the right week to start him, I reckon. And, and I know they're playing para, and he, he, he got 30 against para last time. I would um, I'd sit him. It's so hard, isn't it? Just, just because you've got that 160 or whatever in there, you're just like, but what if he does it again? But oh, I think yeah. I'd, I'd probably have to sit as well. <clears throat> um, boys, there was a shocker last weekend, but I, I think you'd be, if you're sitting David Nofaluma this week, you'd be in a pretty good position. Um, here's a tough one who we spoke about him earlier, but just an enigma this season. Desi, Connor Watson, mate, trying to guess his minutes and his role in a side each week. Adam O'Brien, what, what the hell is he doing with him? He's played, I think, 45 and 50-odd minutes the last two weeks. Good news for him this week. Lots, Lachlan Fitzgibbon is out injured for what looks to be a few weeks. Mitch Barnett back to the edge. Watson named to start at lock, which means nothing. It probably starts on the bench come game day anyway. Sit or start? Start. <laughs> I have to start him, but... Mm. If I had the option, I probably would also start him. I think he's just a dangerous player. He has a tackle bust. He has an offload. He's zippy around the, in the uh, the rock. And he makes 20, 30, 40 tackles a game. So provided he gets enough minutes, uh, I think the attacking stats eventually come. And I've made the mistake of sitting him before when he gets 100. And I I think I just have to keep starting him. Yeah. Until he gets that again. Take, take the highs with the lows. Scores of 36 and 24 the last two weeks. Uh, Adam, sit or start, Connor Watson? I'm with Des. I think I'm going to have to start. I mean, he's in my side. I'll probably have to start him. I, he's actually been remarkably consistent considering the way the minutes have flopped around. I, I don't know. Adam O'Brien must play super coach and must decide <laughs> what he does with him depending on what his opponent's doing because it's just a joke. I, I think the guy – I think Newcastle are a better side when he's on the field myself, but – um, I'll, I'll I'll start him despite him killing me the last two weeks. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, we try and keep things super coach focused here, but if I if I was Adam O'Brien, just the role for me looks like you play him off the bench in a 60 minute role. You get a big Suaso Su or someone to take the sting out of the game the first 20 minutes. You have Watson come into a bit more of a tiring defence, 60 straight. Oh, seriously. Anyway, I, I'm not an NRL coach, so what would I know? Uh, boys, that is, oh, we touched on him before, but it's so important this week. Um, again, Proviso, let's say you have two or three center wing options to play with. Desi, play Nico Hines or sit him? Play Nico Hines, I reckon. Adam? I reckon you either play him or trade him out, but obviously not every team's got a trade left. But if you're sitting him, geez, I don't know, you're pretty brave just to sit him. I'm, I think you either play or trade him out. I'd... You know, if you don't have a trade, then I'd play him. Yeah, I'm seriously considering sitting him and playing Talakai at centre wing this week. Talakai, 80 minutes, Hines, what, 40, 45 minutes. You mentioned it earlier, Ads, could play less. But just on the, uh, just in case he does somehow play 80 minutes, if someone goes down injured or the role changes, he could also get 180. So you, you probably just got to, again, a risk mitigation thing and, and just play him. Uh, anyway, guys, enough for hot topics for the week. Uh, Quantum have jumped on board as a sponsor for the SC Playbook podcast this season. Quantum are Australia's premier data science and artificial intelligence company. If you're interested in a career fueled by game-changing analytics, break away from the pack by joining the Quantum team today. Fellas, let's jump into our pod and antipod plays for the week. Adam, I'll start with you, mate. What have you come up with? Uh... Nothing at the moment. I'll shoot over to Desi. I actually have nothing. I, I I guess my pod play is uh, putting the VC on Luai against the Dragons. If you still got him, I think he's due due a massive bounce back. He, he's obviously obviously been carrying a knee injury, 
Um, hasn't been doing those darting runs across the field, but the Dragons are just goddamn hopeless. So yeah. I can see Luai going 150, 140. Antipod play, come back to me on that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good, boys. Uh, well, I've done my research, so I'll go with um, <laughs> my antipod play for the week. He's not skipping Tommy Turbo. I think it's a great one. Uh, Christ, there's some risk involved in it, and you probably won't want to watch the Manly Parramatta game, but I do think it, there's a massive opportunity there uh, if, if Tommy Turbo's hammy goes in the first two minutes. Who knows? Uh, and then, I hope it doesn't for the record. And then my pod play is Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, if he does come in and start come game day, look, he very well may not, but it wouldn't shock me one bit if he started against the Raiders on Thursday night. Um, dug into a few stats. In his first five games this season before he had that pretty ugly concussion, he averaged 117 points per game. I think three of those games were against, it might have been the Rabbitohs, Eels and Roosters or something. Seriously, at next to no ownership, he, he could be among, everyone's talking about Nathan Cleary as the pod for the run home. Ryan Pappenhausen could be anything because I, I don't think many people are going to jump onto him and he's dirt cheap. So I think Pappenhausen, if he starts, is massive. If not this week, maybe next week. Um, Adam, anything there or should we move on? <laughs> I think I'll just have a look. And I think uh, I might vice-captain Matt Burton. If, if Cleary's not playing, yeah. then I might vice-captain Matt Burton just as a, you know, not he won't be too heavily vice-captain and he's goal-kicking and he could do anything against St. George. I just don't really feel like I've got the luxury of otherwise getting into Pozzani. I think I think I'll have to make mine a trade. Like if I trade out Nico Hines or Harawira Naira, I'll, I'll really think about bringing in someone who's a bit of a pod. Um, like you and Aitken was interesting before when you guys were talking about that. So I'll, I'll do something like that, I think. Yeah, like it, mate. Um, top sport punting plays this week. Last week's result, duck eggs all round. Uh, which is good news because it means the spy is in the negatives and that's all I really care about at the moment. Um, just missed out a mile one. The storm missing the lining. It's manly stuffed about every one of my punts I put on last week. Missed out on the line by one and a half points, which is a bugger. Leaderboard, I'm down to $95. Desi down to 29 and the spy down to negative $9.50. Uh, happy days. If you want to follow our tips, all markets and odds are taken exclusively from Top Sport. If you're joining, use the code SC Playbook, 18 plus only. Gamble responsibly. Uh, Desi, what have you come up this week, mate? I've decided to go for an absolute monster this week. Uh, so bear, bear, bear with me here. Uh, I've gone Adokar anytime, Staines anytime, Tupo anytime, Cody Walker anytime, Turbo anytime, and Ponga anytime. <laughs> Seriously good value when when you've got all those guys who can score probably two, three, four times a game. I think if you combine those odds for greater than 10, 15 bucks, you've got a golden multi there. But anytime try score multis, they've been hidden. Mate, I like <laughs> it. If you nail that as well, uh, you'll go into first place, not just about, definitely will. So huge. Uh, Adam, yeah. what have you got? Well, it's a good question. I probably haven't gone as wide as Des. I think I would go with... Um, Tigers Cowboys, I'd probably go on the overs in terms of the total match points. I think that could be you know, 48 36 as a scoreline, something like that. <laughs> so I'll go them as the overs. I will go the Knights to cover the line against the Sharks. So I'll multi that in. So what's that, about four bucks? And then Roosters Broncos, I think I'd go the overs as well. I think that could be again that could yep. be a high scoring affair. So maybe about eight bucks for those three. Like it, mate. Uh, I found the lines really tough this week. I thought the the bookies got it pretty well right. Hard ones to assess. I'm going to same game multi it. Bunnies versus Titans. The Titans have been good, but I still think a full strength Bunnies will belt them. Take the sixteen and a half line into Latrell scoring, Mansell scoring, Cody Walker scoring. Uh, which will give you around about eight bucks as well. And just quietly, while we're on Josh Mansell, how's that left wing spot at the Bunnies? It is like, if, you, if you're going to sit there, you're going to average over 80 to 90 points. Mansell's gone in there, and I think he had about five line breaks last week for 160 points. Um, Desi, if it wasn't for Alex Johnston coming back next week, you'd be seriously tempted by Mansell, wouldn't you? You certainly would. You certainly would. He's always been good. He was good for you last year and myself, so... He definitely has super coach caliber about him. He's but he's getting older, that's for sure. Losing a bit of his uh, tackle boss ability and speed, but he can still finish. 
Yeah, he's even got his base back there. He based 41 on the weekend against the Eels, 31 the week before against the Dragons. But uh, as I said, that job security is just not there at the moment for them. Boys, we've touched on it a little bit already, but round 22 trades and skippers. What have you come up with, Adam? Well, I'm skippering, definitely skippering Turbo. And then I'm still working out my trades. I think I'm just going to have to spend, to be honest, I've been too, spending too much time on the stats rather than the actual trades. But I... I think I think I'm going to trade out Hines and bring in Holmes. I think. Well, Val Holmes, we haven't spoken about him. Um, returned well on the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, I just watched. It. I just think he's he's just a guy who could who could score some high points. And even though the Cowboys are a dud side, like at least you know the Tigers are pretty porous in defence as well. Like that, the Cowboys will score some points there, and he'll get the goals. I think there's some attacking stats for him. I, I just need to do something different. I just need to give my team some more attacking options because I. Otherwise, I'm just going to go down and head the heads in terms of the way my side's set up. So I've got yep. to do something like that. I, I need to, a pod move. I will say one thing about Val Holmes. If you want to get him, anyone who is interested, I think this week's the week because, as you said, they've got that Tigers matchup this week where he could score really, really well. The last three weeks, he then goes Parramatta, Dragons, and Manly, which aren't bad matchups by any means, but there is two toughish ones there. Um, so you want him for that Tigers matchup and, of course, the, the Dragons one there in a couple of weeks' time as well. So don't mind that at all. Uh, Desi, trade skippers? Yeah, I was uh, also planning on trading Heinz to Holmes as well, much like uh, Adam there. But, um, yeah, with Lolo's broken hand, uh, <laughs> I think it's just it's time to get rid of him and bring in Cam Murray as my last trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salsa just... They're looking good up the middle with Cook working off those fast play the balls, and I think Murray's looking super dangerous for his ownership percentage. Um, and for captains, yeah, C. Tommy and VC Lua. Yeah, nice, mate. And on Cam Murray, I think the workout, I think he's played something like eight games since round seven or eight in the NRL, origin in between as well. But so he'll be relatively fresh, and the chance of a late-season rest probably isn't too bad because he missed that game due to suspension last week. So with a bit of luck, he does play the four, final four games of the season and doesn't get a rest there. <clears throat> My trade's tossing it up at the moment. There's a big chance I don't trade, but I also have the options of Crichton to Murray, which we spoke about earlier, Nico Hines to Ruben Garrick, which, I mean, makes sense for so many reasons, but he- uh, Garrick's pretty well owned by 100% of super coaches, so... I kind of want to anti-pot him, but then on the other hand, I'm just like, he's probably just going to get four tons in the next four weeks. So I don't know what to do there, but we'll wait and see. Skippers, I don't know, Tommy Turbo or James Tedesco for me. I uh, can obviously only do one of them. I've got an almost free shot at the VC loophole, not quite, but a pretty good one. So if I do go one of them to my VC, I think it's got to be Cody Walker, but I didn't hate ads a shout of Matty Burton there either. So we'll take wait and see. Boys, let's jump into a few questions, then we'll wrap it up. First question from Joe Fowler. Pappy, Val, or Manu for my final trade with the biggest potential upside? Des? Well, it, it depends on Pappenhausen starting, doesn't it? If it's Pappenhausen, then it's definitely him. Val versus Manu, that's even tougher. I think, yeah, I think you'd probably have to go Val with the goal kicking. Manu, as good as he's looked back at centre, uh, like you boys said, he's not as good. But, yeah, if he keeps that roving role, he's one to look out for. But I just think Val, uh, the end of that game uh, this week showed that he can go from 10 points to 80 points real quick. So I think Val. Yeah, it's a, geez, it's a tough one. And with, if the trade can wait a week and you can get Pappy next week, provided he starts, I'd nearly wait. But again, you might have a head-to-head matchup that you need to win. So yeah, Val looks pretty good there. Uh, question from Henry Bryan, legend of a bloke he is. Lads, love the pod. You guys are legends. Henry also knows that if you wrap us in your, in your comment or your question, you'll nearly always get on the show. How good is golf? He's sneaking back up the ladder. Currently 18th. Jeez, 18th overall. He's on fire. Four weeks to go and two trades left. Where do I look? Do I look for an upside centre wing, a second hooker, or an upside second row forward? Adam, which way would you swing of them three? Uh, sorry, what were the first two? I heard the oh, second row. He's sitting 18th overall. He's looking for, would he look for an upside centre wing, a second hooker, or an upside second row? I'd be looking for, if I was him, I'd be looking for an upside centre wing just to hope to jag the attacking stats. Mm. Um, I'm just looking at his side now just to see who he's already got. He's got Garrick Gagai. 
Tupo at Okar. He's got Johnston next week. So he's already got a fair bit of attacking stats there. So, yeah. yeah. Does he have Harry Grant? No, he's got Damien Cook and Jaden. But he's got a pretty good side, actually. Mm. Pretty good side. I guess that's why he's coming 18th. Yeah. He's got Crichton. He's got Crichton. So, yeah, you could go a Crichton or Cam Murray. And Cam Murray's got that attacking upside, I reckon, yeah. for the South. So I'd, I'd, that's, I'd probably go Crichton or Cam Murray, just having a quick look at his side there. Nice, mate. Um, Desi, Rod Solomon on Adam Fanua Blake. With Lodge out suspended and the Warriors' depth stretched, can you see him getting close to 80 minutes for the last few rounds? Um, yeah, I think AFB has a huge engine. Not sure about 80 minutes, but I can see him going probably 65 to 70, low 70 minutes. Um, he probably could play 80. I've seen Des play him 80 at Manly before, so who knows? But he's, he's definitely still got that finger that he's taped up. That was a pretty gnarly injury that he had, so. I think 65 to 70 minutes on from AFB and you're still getting big 70-plus scores from him with 100-plus upside. So, yeah, I, I think uh, you could probably see him getting 70 minutes. Mm. He doesn't need to this week. He's playing against a Bulldog side missing four <laughs> front rowers. Like, we, we brought Ryan James in the front row. Like, we've literally got no front rowers left. They're all, they're all injured or suspended. So, we've got three suspended and two injured. So oh. hence why we've got Ryan James in. So he does he, he could play thirty and that'll be sweet. A good so captain AFB. <laughs> he could get some attacking stats, seriously. He could he could score for sure. Yeah, interesting one. They also got Corey Horsberg, um, the doggies this week. He was coming off the bench, which Corey's a great footballer. I mean, he, he would have played Origin two years ago, I dare say, in the when Dynamis Louie and a few other um basically second graders got starts for the Maroons and still beat us. Uh, Corey's a great get, even if it's only for the last few rounds there, Ads. But, again, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, question from Luke Ray. He wants to know, would you go Bloor and Cleary or Frizzell and Sam Walker, Desi? Two trades left. Yikes. Pretty tough, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I'd probably go Bloor and Cleary. If, as long as Bloor's staying on 80 minutes with that Tigers draw, you'd expect him to get a try or two. If he... He's on 50 base, and then Cleary's Cleary. So, yeah, I'd probably go them. Adds question from William. Uh, he says, Lil Pappy over Teddy for the run home. Let's let's say, based on Lil Pappy starting at fullback this week, should that eventuate? Uh, would you go Lil Pappy over Teddy or the other way around? I'd pro- if if Pappenhausen's starting, then I would go him. If I, no, I was bringing one in, I'd bring him in just because he's a pod. And, like, he's a, he'd be an awesome pod to own. Whereas Cleary uh, – sorry um, – Teddy's owned by you know a decent percentage of teams, like about a third. So I think he'd be an awesome pod, but he'd have to be starting. Yeah. Uh, Desi, question from Derek Woodston uh, in the Manly Avenue. Thoughts on Suwali to Gerbo via Talakai's last trade? Would be able to bench Crichton for the last game and add to the depth across second row and centre wing. <clears throat> uh, that's exactly what uh, you did last week, Ads, in regard to Talakai up and, and just getting better depth. Not that it paid off in that sense, but the question there is, does he, Jake Chaboyevich, any any podness to him on the run home, or is he just a plotter? No, don't get Gerbo. <laughs> he's just, Des has him there for a reason, and it's just to tackle guys hard, hit them in the ribcage. He's uh, he's lost all of his uh, super coach credibility over the last couple of years. Des has just turned into a tackle bot, <clears throat> just, just there, smash, smash the ball, uh, try and smash the ball out of players' hands. Uh, makes makes the tackles through the middles. He he still does the uh, inside out balls to Turbo, but he's just not getting the attacking stats that he used to. So no, nah, he's he's not super coach relevant anymore. Yeah, that's right, mate. Uh, lucky last question from Richie Coombs. Looks like this week I'll have to play Tane Milne. I assume he thought maybe AJ was coming back. So Tane's at center wing at center this week. So definitely play him against the Titans. Uh, however, though, only two trades left. I could go one trade to Curran, says he almost did it last week, or go a pod with Aitken at centre wing via the ever-reliable Jared Anderson. I mean, Richie's now got the position where he can just play Milne, but it, Adam, probably worth – like Josh Curran, he's an absolute super coach weapon when he's not injured, and he's stringing together a few games now. 111 on the weekend in 79 minutes with 59 in base. The week before against the Bunnies, 67 points in 80 minutes with 58 in base. 
He's he a sneaky pod for the run home? Again, he, he should keep getting the big minutes with all the issues, injury issues at the Warriors. He's a good player, isn't he? I had him earlier in the year and then he um, – I was planning for that buy round like a lot of other teams and then he got a COVID exposure or something. But So he's he's definitely a solid solid player. Like he, Between those two, they're probably both about the same. I'm just, But he's, he's, he's less of a pod current. Like he is owned by 18% of the top – 10,000 teams, pretty much you know, 16%, 17%. So it's not like he's a super pod, whereas Aitken would be – I'll look up Aitken while I'm sitting here, mm. but he, he would be much more of a, um, a pod. Yeah. Aitken's owned by um, – sorry. Just Certainly one for next it. year, though, even Josh Carnley. Averaging 64 points this season should be relatively affordable next season if he locks in an 80-minute role. An absolute workhorse – and Ken Jack's some attacking stats as well. So, yeah, worth a bit of a look, isn't it? He's owned by 1% Aitken. So if I was tossing up between those two and you thought they were about the same, mm. I'd go the 1% owned player rather than the 16%. But, yeah, you can yeah. go either way, especially against the Dogs. And as you said, huge upside to you and Aitken. So probably the go there. Hey, boys, that's it for this week. Desi, thank you very much. Pleasure, boys. Ads, cheers. Thanks, fellas. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 